Welcome to Dudes of Beers Podcast, episode 45. I am Joe, and joining me are my co-host, Matt. Hello. And Darren. Hello. The video version can be found on Facebook and YouTube. The audio version can be found on all major podcast platforms. Please visit dwbshow.com for all of our links. On this show, we'll be discussing NVIDIA and AMD tipped to be working on monster graphics cards. Netflix will be adding commercials. Wah, wah, wah. Tesla now makes more money than GM and Ford. The Ford F-150 Lightning Home Integration System. U.S. Solar Tariff Probe Causing Delays with Solar Installs. And the Intel CEO, Pat Gelsinger, anticipates a chip shortage through potentially 2024. So could be... Uh, could be another year or two before we start seeing more chips. Uh, I was just at the grocery the other day. There's plenty of chips there. I know, man. And salsa, too, probably, yeah. right? Yep. Dang it. What are we drinking, says? PBR? Uh, well, you, well did, you just finished. I just finished that Listerman. Uh, that you chugged it. So this was... I enjoyed um, it. This was an International Women's Day 2022 release from Listerman Brewing in Cincinnati. Uh, it's called Still I Rise. It's cool because it was a four-pack of 16-ounce cans, and they each have a different art style on them. Oh, wow. And I, they're all four different, so I'm, I don't know if there's more than four, but I, I've seen the four that I got. And then it has the artists, so it's all female artists. This one is Tara Volman, um, but they're all different uh, graphics, so pretty cool. Um, it is a blueberry lemon bar kettle sour, and it is sour. It's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's a 6.9% uh, ABV, so... Tasty. Um, and then Matt was got the hookup on some. Uh, you want to talk about these? So I have a, a good friend that I've only ever met a couple of times in my life that lives in New Orleans or near New Orleans. And so recently the Paris Brewing did a double dry hopped ghost in the machine, and he tried to get it for me, but Paris Brewing's like three hours from him. So as a, a consolation, he sent me just some regular ghost in the machine, which down there, this is just sold at Walmart. Like, I don't know, whatever our staple beers are we have here in the Cincinnati area. So I was pretty excited to try it. You know, I've seen it before on different beer groups and stuff. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think they'll like it. Thanks, Scoot. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing this, Matt. Uh, did you taste yours yet? No, not yet. I was getting ready to. The dipper. It's dangerous. It's good. It's so what dangerous. What did you say the ABV was? Like 8.6 or something. It doesn't say on the bottle. That's tasty. Has a nice little citrus finish to it. Then it you get good. the hops. There's the hops. It's good. Thank you, Matt. Welcome. <clears throat> anything? Oh, I don't have any exciting news. Any exciting news? Nothing exciting. Anything exciting? I had an impromptu two-week vacation. Yeah, I guess not necessarily exciting, but, I mean, <laughs> you're able to get a bunch of to-do list stuff yeah. done, right? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of sucked. But the first week sucked. The second week sucked, but I got a lot done. That's so, Why did the first week suck? Uh, because... <coughs> I didn't leave the house because she was so sick that I had to take care mm. of the kids. Because she never got them before, did she? No. So did you have any symptoms? No, not mm. at all. Oh, I you're was, a completely asymptomatic? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even have tested 
had she not had she uh, not tested because you didn't even feel anything. Mm-mm. That's but pretty both, much the way I was. Tested positive. Yeah. And then, but and then she was what like head cold stuff. Or? Yeah, uh, yeah. She had like the the snotty nose, like the real bad cold symptoms, like, and you know, I I I stay congested just because yeah. allergies, and I'm work outside all the time and dirt and dust, and so I mean, but what's weird is the kids <clears throat> got sick, but they didn't have, they but didn't, they didn't have it. Like they colds. they never got it. It was mm. like a viral cold that they had. So. Mm. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Testing testing the baby's not fun either. No? Oh, no. I can imagine. Oh, my God. You have to do the nasal. Scream thing. bloody murder. Thought Aww. we were killing her. Well, but, at least nobody got seriously sick yeah. or anything. That's good. Yeah, but we're tr- still trying to figure out where we picked it up from. Cause it's, dude, who knows? It's, I mean, and then, you know, me being totally asymptomatic because I, <coughs> I had it bad the first time. You know, I was like. I wonder how many other times I've actually had it. In oh, I can imagine. Like, how many times people have had it, you just don't even know because you don't have symptoms. Right. Oh, well. Um, yeah, so I guess that's kind of what you've been up to, too. Yeah. Well, you've been doing, like, you were patching those, uh, your deck from where you took out the old AC, uh, AC unit. Yeah, and got that patch, got my sink sinkhole fixed on the deck where it settled. Oh, that's right, because you had to raise up the... Uh, how many posts? Is just that one? It was just that one section, that that center of that section for some mm-hmm. reason. And I just knew sunk a little bit. I, well, I knew yeah. that was a, a a backfill area when I built on it, but I thought I compacted it enough. But just how long has that been there? Uh, it's probably just slowly been sinking for years, right? I probably built built it five years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's jacked up above where it needs to be. So when it settles back down, it'll be perfect. Gotcha. So, and then Matt's death hole is fixed because from the deck. AC unit. Yeah, we were always bo- we were always my, giving you crap about that. That was my natural selection hole. <laughs> Even though it's only been what a year, in a year since you had it taken out, is this time last year around right? No, when you had the uh, thermal, uh, the geothermal, the geothermal put in, or was it two years ago now? I don't know. Dude, seen, I don't know. I can't. I have like. My sense of time over the last two years, not good. What about you? What have you been up to, Matt? Nothing. Just working. Same. Nothing exciting. Um, washed my car for the first time this year and washed it. You know, with the, I just, I've been running it through the that Monroe car wash. What? Whenever it gets dirty. Plus, I haven't really been driving. So Dude, that to. car wash... I'm telling you, it does a good job. It does a pretty dang good job, especially if you have ceramic coating because it just comes pretty much off anyway. So, mm. I think yeah. I washed it the week before we went to Louisville, and then I didn't wash it till yesterday. So, what was that? A month almost. I I washed my truck last June. <laughs> it gets rained on. You leave it outside at work. <laughs> I need to clean it. It's pretty bad. That's crazy. Yeah, you can actually see your the blackness if you washed it. Eh. It might <clears throat> it might get a uh, well, you know, of course what happens today as I'm driving it over here since I actually purchased it, you know, my check engine light comes on. Son of a biscuit eater. Yeah. It's only what, four three and a half years old? Yeah, but it's under warranty. I mean, it yeah. says some some sort of electrical fault. It'll probably it'll probably go it's away after wet, ink. Who knows? Those 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 Fords have all those phase cam 
face cam. Yeah. What is that? They they look at how the cam's sitting and they adjust on the fly for oh. maximum output. And sometimes is if that you, like a fuel efficiency thing? If you yeah, but if you hit the gas wrong at the right time, it'll throw a code. It's done it before hmm. a couple restarts and it never comes back on for like a year. Tell them to drive it and make sure your front end's okay too. Dude, <laughs> I just, just do it for me. Just I will. Do it for me. But I if they're gonna if they're gonna have it anyway, I'm not, just I want I'm not taking it to the dealership right now. You know why? Because they're four and a half months out on oh. oil changes. When what? The, when the hell do you think I'm going to? So you're get... just gonna drive with the check engine light on for four? It'll months? go away. Or I'll I'll I'll, I'll actually you gonna hook put it some up. black tape over. No, it? I'll hook what? it up to the scanner at work and then see what the codes are. How are they four and a half months on oil changes? Just nobody there to work, or I don't know, dude. It's an oil change. It is an oil change. Four I had and a half months. I had to. I had to do my last oil change myself. Oh my! And that was when you had. You a, have to read the manual under the lease, right? I had to read the manual. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I work on? Do you know what I do? You don't work Man. on Ford trucks. I know that. Man. It's an oil change. I'm just saying those new fancy trucks are. Hard to. The only thing hard about oil changes is resetting the freaking oil life. Oil life sometimes because <laughs> you got like Figure out what the combination like Elizabeth's is. old Equinox. You had to like turn the key on, pump the gas three times, hit the brake pedal twice, turn the key off, turn it back into the run position, hit the gas pedal, and then turn the lights on, and then it reset. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting you. It was like and you learned that from reading the manual, didn't you? No, I I did it from it. freaking YouTube <laughs> oh, because YouTube. the manual okay. doesn't tell you because they want uh, you to take it to the dealership. Stealership. They get you at the stealership. But mm. I did tell 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 her that I uh got gas in the truck for four dollars and thirty five cents the other day. And she was like, Man, maybe I should buy a Tesla. Oh, your truck? No, for her, because she drives way farther than I do. Oh, you you got gas in your truck or her car? I got gas in my truck. For four thirty five. But she fills what? up twice a week. What? All in her car? She drives 45 minutes yeah, every true. day, Which, one what way. Of, what'd she get on that thing? Like 23, 24? 23? Oh, really? That's yeah. all? It oh might be God. Was that I like a 15-gallon tank? Yeah, it's it's tiny tank. <laughs> Holy smoke. Yeah. Twice a week? Usually. Say, so how much does it cost to fill up your truck at 435? Uh, I, I was at a little over a quarter and it was $53. And I have a 27-gallon tank. So I could have went another 200 miles on what I had. Gotcha. But I don't... It's it's easier to take that hit at half a tank. It's like, oh, that ain't too bad. Say, so, yeah, because you had to fill all the way up. You're talking about over $100. Uh-huh. Well, I, I stopped by the gas station, uh, filled up my truck from a quarter, my mower which took on my, my mower holds nine gallons. Oh, wow. And then I filled up a five gallon gas can and it was a uh, $115. Mm. When I went to Columbus, uh, Columbus last Thursday, I stopped at the Polaris. I think it was the Polaris supercharger. It wasn't the same one I stopped at last time. Cause I think the last one I stopped at last time was Troy. Okay. And for whatever reason, Troy is free. I don't know why. Do you know why? Mm-mm. Everybody keeps saying the Troy one's free, so I don't know if they're subsidizing it, the city or mm. something, but 
or some anyway that's why i didn't get charged because i got charged this time did you ever get charged in louisville uh no i didn't either i didn't ever got charged from that one either this was the first one I actually got charged for, so I don't think I had any miles. And even if I did, they should have been expired. So I don't know. Maybe the little, maybe that one was subsidized or something. So it was weird. Yeah, LG and E might have <clears throat> pitched in some, yeah. but uh, crazy. First up from Tom'sGuide.com. Uh, you might want to wait before upgrading your graphics card, but why, Darren? Here's why. Um, so, and this is still speculation because nothing's been released from either NVIDIA or AMD. But uh, there's a lot of people that get this inside information, like just like they do for like the Apple products yeah. and stuff. So, I wouldn't be surprised if this came to fruition. Um, but it says that the the both Nvidia and AMD are working on monster graphics cards. Of course, we'll, you know, I assume I, that'll be like the four thousand series for I know, Nvidia. But, and but just just me upgrading from that one thousand series to the thirty seventy, it's huge, right? It's huge. So and and your thirty ninety is even better than that. And, and then, then the thirty ninety Ti is even better than right. Like and it's like when twenty more percent. When, or something. But but when when is the graphics card going to be better than the monitors that we have? I don't know. I mean, because it's just going to be, be able to drive the the like a two hundred and forty hertz. Monitor. Yeah, I mean, it's going to hit a brick yeah. wall someday, someday soon, where mm. this surpasses this, and then it will yeah, just be know. waiting for everything else to come out. I mean, we're just now, and this this it, the first couple of paragraphs was talking about. We're just now getting to where we're seeing graphics cards again. Mm -hmm. Like I, the last couple of times I've been in Micro Center, they've had almost every model. You know, mm -hmm. different various vendors, but. You could get if you wanted a 3080 or a 3070 or a 3060, like even 3090s, like they had them. Yeah, like when I bought that 3070, there was 20 in the store. Yeah, and I reserved it. And the prices are coming back down to MSRP. Right. Finally, so that's but, good. But by the time I decided to reserve it, there was three left <laughs> out of those 20, and that was like in a two-hour time span. Mm. Yeah, and it says so. It says regular and somewhat reliable leaker. Copite Seven yeah. Kimmy, like it's whatever that handle is, yeah, right? Yeah, um, claims Nvidia is working on a GPU that could offer around double the floating point thirty-two performance, um, theoretical that performance that is of the thirty ninety Ti, and triple that of the thirty regular thirty ninety. Uh, that translates to more than one hundred teraflops of theoretical performance. A jump of that regard could see the GPU suck down <laughs> some nine hundred watts of power. Whoa. In some workloads, that is ridiculous. What? Hopefully they hopefully they put some power efficiencies in there to where it's not going to be that big because most you know, people don't have power supplies. You're, you're going to have to run a power supply just for <laughs> the graphics card. Well, they've got like eighteen hundred and two twenty two hundred watt power supplies, but you're talking four or five hundred dollars just for a power supply. I think I've got a twelve hundred or a thousand or a twelve hundred in mine. I think the one you have was is a it was like a it was a eight fifty. No, the one I had was a five fifty bronze, and then I upgraded, you upgraded it. I upgraded to a gold mm. eight fifty. Eight fifty. Yeah. Cool. When you got the thirty seventy. 30, 70. 
that's just that's a lot of juice. Um, so you know, of course, we don't know. These are just rumors. <laughs> I have to run um, a solar panel just to <laughs> offset your. And, and you know, most people get the 3090 because it's the you know it high end graphics performance. Not just for gaming, but you get a lot of content creators that'll get it and things like that because they're doing it for rendering or mm -hmm. 3D animation or you know. But some people, especially gamers, they just want it because it's the fastest card out there, and especially if they're streaming and gaming at the same time, it can help with that a lot. Or they just build another PC to stream and have their <laughs> gaming. PC. But. Sometimes you just want the best. Sometimes you just want the best, right? Um, but it says that it, you know it's aimed at high-end users, like I said, running artificial intelligence workloads uh, rather than purely for gaming in some cases. But it would this hints towards NVIDIA's Lovelace architecture, uh, where they're headed for this this Lovelace architecture, which is the next chipset uh, platform that they're they're currently building. Um, on the other side for AMD. Uh, there's another leaker, Graymon55. He claimed that the next-gen RDNA 3 GPU would deliver more than 90 teraflops of floating point 32 performance. Comparatively, the top-end Radeon um, RX 6900 XT today uh, is about 23 teraflops. That's um, wow. so insane. It's not clear um, how AMD will pull this off unless they make some significant architecture changes. Uh, then Team Red can have a monster graphics card on its hands just as well. So you imagine, like, if they're both close to 100 teraflops, that's just yeah, ridiculous. That's, that's crazy. I mean, you know, and I, I just going from the graphics card I had to the to the newer graphics card, it made a world of difference in my PC in editing video. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I You could, never really played games until you got the new one either, right? Because right? you got, you got uh, Tiny Tina's. Yeah, and... And I run some of Arlo's games that he's playing, which aren't very demanding, but they just load instantly. And, I mean, they're right there where, you know, when I was doing video editing and whatnot. Because you said you were, like, having I, to do, like, half. I, half. No, I would have to half, do a quarter, a quarter and I still couldn't of, scrub through it. Now, oh, wow. I, now I scrub through it full, mm -hmm. and I don't I, – every now and then – once I like add on like my color layers and, and, and layers and, and a bunch of other that every now and then it'll like hiccup for a second and then come right back. But, mm. but that's, I mean, that, that, that's a pretty demanding program too. So. Yeah. I want to get more RAM. I want to get another 32 gig kit. The problem is the 32 gig kit that I bought cause it was right when DDR5 first came out and all the new stuff came out. They don't make it anymore. So I'm I'm just worried if I don't get the exact same model number, there could be an issue, yeah. which means I would have to buy either either buy a 64 gig kit, which is two sticks. I I want to get I want four sticks though because I have four banks and it's quad right. channel. Right. So it would it would could be faster, and for something like Premiere, have I think having more memory could could help it, but it's not that, a huge deal. And that's what's nice, like where I switched DaVinci. Uh, well, I, I still use. Premiere, but you just started playing with it. Just, just playing seeing, with DaVinci. Yeah. I mean, it 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 doesn't. It's not as demanding, <clears throat> but is just as powerful as Premiere. So yeah. I think it's more just what you get used to, right? Right. Like I think I might try it out just to see, and uh, because my my subscription for Adobe is expiring at the end of this month, so I might try it out just to see if it's worth uh, switching because it is cheaper. That's for sure. I mean, it's um, three hundred dollars, and you're done. Yeah. I, I just I want to make sure I try the full suite because I mean I still use Lightroom and Photo I right. don't use Photoshop a lot but I do use it occasionally 
if I need to do um, like a real specific thumbnail with layering and stuff. You gonna make it, buddy? I don't know. <coughs> Freaking allergies. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I rendered uh, a fifty-five minute, four K, color graded, with you know our B roll and everything for our last beer drop episode. It rendered it in like twelve minutes and thirty seconds ish. Wow. You know, so I mean, yeah, it would more. I mean it. More memory might cut off a minute of that or something. I mean, I don't know how memory constrained it is because it, I mean, it does peg all the memory when it's rendering. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, wow. I don't know. I just don't want to buy, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have anything to do with what's in there if I bought another two, and what's, two sets. One thing I do like about DaVinci is it, it automatically adds it to a render mm-hmm. compiler. So you don't have to do that. You don't separately. have to do it. You can just wait till you're done doing everything, and then yeah. just. But you can oh, do that I'm, for Premiere, but you gotta. Right, you it's have a sec, to, It's an extra it's an step. Extra step where it just adds it into this, and then like. Yeah. Like where I was, I was doing that all you those. Can, you can still use it while you're rendering. Well, I I just I just went through and started a new project and did it, and then started a new project and did yeah, it for the clips. And right before I went to bed, I said, "Render all," and I went yep. to bed, and mm. it worked, and it didn't, and. and because, I mean, when it renders, your computer's pretty much, well, my computer. Oh, it's going to, yeah. It's, it's like pretty much. The only thing I'll do while it's rendering is web, like web browse or something. Yeah. I don't I don't watch any other videos or anything because, yeah, it's, it's going to take away from it. Hmm. And, you know, it says, you know, again, take this all with a high degree of skepticism because nothing's been officially announced yet. Hopefully we'll hear something, you know, in the summer, late summer time frame from, uh, I don't know. NVIDIA usually, I mean, they just had G, the GTC, which that's more for development and, like, their AI software and, and their enterprise stuff. The video card stuff they usually talk about later in the year. Um, but, but all these leaks that have been happening for Apple and other yeah, things, it's almost they're, like, they're, they're pretty spot on oh, yeah. to what's happening. Yeah. I mean, It's hard to hide this stuff anymore. Yeah. Because you got to file patents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to talk to manufacturers to get... And the manufacturer ready to has make that the one product. guy that's like, oh, I'm going to yeah. let this out. That because, has to be where these guys yeah. are getting this stuff from. They're in that supply chain somewhere, right? Can, real, can you touch on what the floating point 32 is? It's just... What, what it's, is that? It's the it's how they measure how powerful the the chips are in the, in the, in the actual card. You can use it... F, the floating point calculation has been around forever. Mm. That, that's what's been used for uh, CPUs to okay. measure them in a lot of cases mm. before we started getting like all the multi-core stuff. Like when you we, when we had single-core CPUs and only single-core CPUs, the floating point, especially for 32, I mean, that's one of the things they use. For, they've used it forever. So it's just a really baseline okay. test. Mm. And when they talk about like the teraflops and gigaflops and Whatever you know, well we you know mega flops and like before, so like that's just it's just to give some comparison. Gotcha. So like when they were talking about the AMD card, you know, currently twenty three and the new one could be ninety. That's just crazy. Mm. Um, you know, but the good thing is, is like we're starting to see these current gen GPUs. And I'm just I'm wondering if even if they do announce the next gen architectures, because usually it's almost a year. So NVIDIA, you would get like the 3090, then you would get the TIs the next year. You know, it's, it's almost like a every 18 to 24 months. 
So I'm just wondering if it'll be a little like bit longer this we... time. Yeah. So maybe they'll announce something at the end of this year and we'll see it early next year. I mean, who knows? Um, I mean, because when you think about it, it says mainstream games aren't ready to really push current PC hardware, which we're, we're starting to see more and more that can. Um, and then you look at the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, they're still relatively new. They've only been out a couple of years. Um, still hard to get both of those. Um, and they're pretty powerful. Um, yeah, and most people, unless you're pushing, you know, 4K display, yeah. um, current-gen PC stuff is pretty good. I mean, some of the stuff that I've been seeing on the Real Engine stuff is just, oh, yeah. it's just Unreal mind-blowing. Yeah, some of those TikToks and stuff is like... Uh, I was watching one at Asmogold. It was, I don't know if you guys knew who Asmogold is. He's a big streamer. Uh, played World of Warcraft and a bunch of other stuff. But um, he, uh, I seen something from him commenting on, he was watching something from the Unreal 5 uh, engine. Is that the one you sent me? No. I don't know. He might have been watching that same tech video. But he's just like, he's like, this is proof we're living in a simulation. Yeah. <laughs> He's like we're just no, like that's, that's we're like same, one. That's the same one. It? He said he was like this is if, we're like one more. We're like one step five, away. We're living we're in Unreal living Six. In six, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it'd be cool to see what they announce. Some, I mean, they're probably going to announce something this year. Just who knows when? Um, I don't know if there's any big gaming conferences coming up this year. So, you know, but they've been doing it online the last couple of years, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. But it'd be cool to see what they uh, they announce, especially if they're if it's that big of a jump. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a huge jump. And Intel has their own graphics cards now, dedicated graphics cards. Hmm. They just started coming out with them. I mean, they're not they're not as powerful as Nvidia. They might be similar to AMD, but don't put you know don't count them out because give them a couple of years, couple of iterations, they could be. We could have three. Major contenders, you know, we used to have what I mean, 15 years ago when we started building PCs, 20 years ago almost. Like, there was you know, you had AMD, you had NVIDIA, 3DFX, uh-huh. I forgot, uh, I forgot about Intel. T- I think Intel, yeah. I mean, there was a there was a more than two, <laughs> yeah. So, the next article is talking about how Netflix could be and probably will be adding commercials. And this of course, um, this is from uh, Diply.com, and it, it will, you know, just to preface, it'll be probably a different tier, so you'll still have the same tier that we all are familiar with today, and then you'll have a lower tier, kind of like, I think Disney, Disney and Hulu do it. I don't think Disney does it. I thought Disney Hulu. had a... Hulu does it. I thought yeah. Disney had a four ninety nine. Oh, with ads. I don't know, maybe, two, maybe, somebody else besides Hulu does it. Uh, does Peacock do it? I don't know. I know there's others that do it, which, so you pay a few dollars less a month, but then you'll get advertising on your, you know. Mm. It just, if they do it before the, the before the show or after the show, that's con, that's fine. But if the, if ads were popping up in the middle, oh, I'd be, God. I would not. Yeah, but I would pay the extra money. Right. I but, mean, with Hulu, we, we get, because well, it's. Plus, built- isn't it like 20 bucks a month now for Netflix? Uh, Pretty close. 21. Something with tax. Something yeah. that we have, yeah. It depends on how much cheaper this is going to Like, if it's half, it's I'm still sure not a lot, worth it to me. I, I think a lot of people would. But we use, put up we use Netflix and Disney. But primarily. Primarily. Yeah. But, you know, with Verizon, we get Disney, Discovery, and Hulu. 
it's included in our mm. Verizon bill. So, yeah. But the only bad thing is we can't upgrade the Hulu because it's part of the bundle. Because it's part of the bundle without canceling that right. and doing a whole yeah. So, but um, you know, I added this just because it kind of sucks because Netflix has always been that that yeah. that fu uh, streaming people, and now yeah. they're like conforming into okay, well, we need to start selling ads, but but them selling ad space, well. They're already bringing us top-notch entertainment on their originals. Yeah. So when they get that ad revenue in, I mean, what else are they going to bring us? I don't know. They better step it up. I know there's a lot of things that they do like one or two seasons of, and then they just then they and then that makes people mad. So yeah, yeah, but they also pick up shows that needed more seasons, and then and then make those seasons for you. That's true. And, so, I mean, most of the original content that I watch from them is usually pretty good. I mean, that's I primarily mostly watch Netflix and Disney Plus because of all the Marvel stuff yeah. on on uh, on Disney now. Um, Hulu, uh, I hardly ever watch it, even though we have that bundle too. Um, I do have YouTube TV. I have it like I'll have it off and on um, when there's certain things on, like award season i like watching like the oscars and um you know i like watching the music award shows and things like that but then all you need is an antennae yeah i know um and then i like watching you know i, I did watch a lot of fo- uh, a lot of Bengals games and stuff this past year antennae um but like during the summer there's nothing on that i want to watch on regular tv so i, I usually just cancel the it. only time we turn on our regular tv is like twice a year if my dad and and her dad are over and they want to watch and they sports, want to watch sports yep. or there's one day that we turn it on for and it's Thanksgiving for the Macy's parade wow. and the dog show. Yep. That's that's the only reason we use Super our Bowl. antenna. Yeah, Super Bowl. And, so that's that's I need to just do I just need to set up an antenna because that's all. Well, I don't really I did, need to record anything. I did an antenna. Everything in my house I hardwired. Yeah. I had one I at the old a, house I just never I did. I put an amp here. in. So everything's <laughs> Get it. Amp to my all my TVs and I got regular TV right there. I don't I don't mind paying for the YouTube TV. I just I don't watch it enough. It's seventy bucks a month for their base plan now, plus tax, which is like seventy four or something. If you want unlimited streams, like I think you can do two people can watch it simultaneously. Um, and then after that, you've got a you've got to upgrade. So they've got a another twenty bucks a month. Will get you 4K and unlimited streams. Jeez. Here's the problem: nothing is nothing's in 4K. Really? Huh? So ESPN and some of some of the sports channels will broadcast stuff in 4K. The Super oh, Bowl was wow. Super Bowl wasn't even in 4K. I had I had Super Bowl and yeah on the antenna. On that, the that's antenna. what I don't understand. They had so ABC, NBC, CBS, all Fox, all the big, none of them broadcast in 4K. Nothing. Nothing. And I'm just like, why am I paying twenty dollars a month if you're not broadcasting any 4K content? This is silly. So I just got rid of that. I actually, when I because re- I turned it on for the Super Bowl and it was like it wasn't even in 4K. I was like, well, I just waste twenty bucks. Um, because there's new, never more than one or two of us watching at the same time anyway. Um, well, yeah, like Netflix, we have we have the upgraded one. Yeah, same. so six six streams at one time. Yeah, you know. 
So I think that's if they have like a ten dollar tier. I mean, did you guys use Netflix before streaming? Yes. Did you use the DVD? I mean, yes. I used it forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we had it. I think we got. Was it we had one, like three? Or was four it one at DVD at a time? Dude, I had. I would. Dude, I watched so many movies. That's why I watched. I would. I mean, I watched a ton of movies through Netflix. I wasn't doing anything else with those DVDs. I was just watching them. Um. Anyway, but <laughs> no, I think if they had I, like a, a ten I w- or I wasn't doing anything with them. But you got to think about it. So HBO is fifteen dollars a month. If you get like HBO Max, Whew. Disney is still what six? I have no seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine now. But I thought there was a cheaper tier. We'll have to look that up. Um, and then Hulu, I think, is they have a four ninety nine, don't they? Up to what? Like I think they have a full blown TV one, just like YouTube, and it's like sixty or seventy bucks. Um, and then like Paramount and What's Peacock? Is Peacock that is that free? I think no. I think it's all of them, I think a lot of them have tiers. Uh, so it just makes sense that they. I mean, everybody else is not everybody, but a lot. I think a lot of them are going to do this eventually if they aren't already doing it. So they just Netflix just wants a piece of that like market. Well, well and I think like another thing too, which they didn't really talk a whole lot about in here, um, which it has to be playing into it. I I would assume is they had their first quarter in as long as I can remember where they lost subscribers. Yeah. So Q1 well, of they this lost, year. They lost subscribers because they threw out that password sharing thing. And that's not going to cause you to lose subscribers. That no. would actually cause you to gain subscribers. No, because people were like, oh, screw you. I was sharing it with my great auntie that can't afford whatever. And just canceled it. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think a lot of that happened. I think their great Annie probably ended up paying for, or will pay for her own, or they didn't because it's too expensive. So that some having a lower tier like this might help with that. Yeah, maybe. And I don't think they did anything. I think the password sharing thing, and I could be wrong. I have to go look it up. I don't think they did that in the U.S. yet. No, they've not. Oh, they haven't. It's it, no. they did it. It was in other countries. It's like a pilot. Kind it's of coming, thing. but I think. And it's a smart move on their part. Wait until they have this other tier before they do it, so that hopefully they'll capture some of those people. Because I mean, they're like Netflix, Zoom, uh, uh, Peloton. There's been a bunch of companies that have lost a ton of subscribers because COVID is you know we're not locked down anymore, so people are actually out doing things, going to baseball games and sporting events and concerts and bars and you know they're not sitting at home all day every day like they had to for almost two years so that's i mean that that makes sense i, I think it i'm not gonna like you know we're used to not having the commercials i would not want the commercials no. i pay 15 dollars a month for freaking youtube premium just so i don't get commercials on youtube yes i i deal i deal with the stuff on youtube but mm. it's not enough that it, it bothers me oh it's so worth it though but but I don't I don't watch as much YouTube as I used to. Oh, yeah. because it is getting warmer, and I don't I don't usually stop. So yeah. you know, for me to turn on the TV if it's not Cocomelon or something Arlo's watching, you know it. And YouTube Kids has has commercials built in no matter what. So it it, it really doesn't matter to me. I think, like you said, if you're used to it already on other platforms, it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah. Um, 
But if you, you, you've gotten, you like, I hate, that's the one thing with YouTube TV is, um, the few things that I had been watching on there, I just record them. That's another reason I like YouTube TV platform is because I can share it with the whole family up to six people and everybody gets their own cloud-based DVR that I don't Mm. see. I only see mine. Wow. So if I record a show, I'm the only one that sees, you know, like with, if you had like Spectrum or whatever, you see what everybody's recording. And like you yeah. have to sift through and it. And then it gets full and you're like, hey. Yes, this one is, un- it's un- it's unlimited. Everybody this. gets their own. Oh, wow. And the cool thing is, is if I, DV- if, I do a, if I do a cloud recording for the DVR, then I can skip the commercials. Uh, if you watch something live, you know, you're going, I can't hmm. stand watching commercials. I just got so spoiled not having to do it for the last, Five years probably. Yeah, I and mean, I understand I, that Netflix is like the last holdout to not do it, and that's one of the reasons I put it on here. But it mm. it kind of it kind of pissed me off when I first saw this article and yeah. and read it, and I was like, "Well, this is crappy." But then I was like, started to think about it. And I was like, "It makes sense," you know. They're they need that to build better shows. They already have outstanding shows i mean yeah. some of some of the the originals that they have done is just amazing i mean like i've i've watched many series that are netflix only kudos to them yeah and you're going to get people that are going to be vocal about it of course I, I understand um but so reed hastings who's the netflix ceo he said one way to increase the price spread is is advertising on low end plans and to have lower prices with advertising. Those who have followed Netflix know that I've been against the complexity of advertising and a big fan of the simplicity of subscription. But as much as I'm a fan of that, the, I'm a bigger fan of consumer choice. Um, he went on to say, allowing consumers who would like to have a lower price and are advertising tolerant, get what they want makes a lot of sense. So that's something we're looking at now. We're trying to figure out over the next year or two. Uh, so think of this as quite open to uh, think of us as quite open to offer lower prices with advertising as consumer as consumer choice he said so um as long as they always have a tier that doesn't have advertising and it's doesn't continually get more i mean it's going to always get more expensive it's just i mean i remember but i remember when we first got netflix i think it was like Seven ninety nine, and then yeah. and then it pretty much went to like fourteen ninety nine, and it was at fourteen ninety nine forever, wasn't it? Yep. And then it it jumped up to like sixteen something in here, like oh my god, you know. But as we start seeing all these prices in all these other um, platforms, it's like well, you know, twenty one dollars a month is better than what I was paying to Spectrum or, or CompuNet or, or whatever the, the yeah. not, other. Not by much because if you've got several services, right. you're going to be paying almost as much as you were for cable now. Yeah, but what's nice is the other services that we have are all built into our cell phone bills. So yeah, we don't really even see that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was inevitable and it and it, it, it goes in line with you know them losing them losing subscribers for the first time in a long time um and if they push that password sharing button you know I'm sure it's more than a button you know 
if they make that change to where if you, you know, because they know what your IP is, and if you have someone that's using your account in a completely different area of the country um, that's not within a certain radius of where you are, they're going to know that by your IP. Right. They're going to, they, they can, they know what's going on. They're not, they're not stupid. And they're just going to start disabling that. And then hopefully having a lower price tier, some of those people will get their own subscription. Maybe right. not. But I mean, there was a, they, th- this article was talking about a bunch of people on Twitter. You know, of course the comments are all over the place, but yeah. I mean, the one I most agree with, it said, you know, this Austin Allred, he said, I know that Netflix would be cheaper with commercials, but have you watched something with commercials lately? It's miserable. I don't see why they just turned it off. That's kind of how I feel when I watch regular TV anymore. I'm like, and ugh. Elizabeth Elizabeth puts on uh, Hulu because they have Frasier, and she like just yeah. Frasier's pretty much her background. It's a background, yeah. But but it's like when I'm sitting there and doing something, and then all of a sudden I hear this commercial come on. I'm like the heck is well this? and i don't know if hulu is the same or not but i need at least with youtube tv all the commercials are either political ads or freaking pharmaceutical no ads so so you, i mean i don't know if you see commercials in anything so i i sent her a tiktok uh for a new stethoscope that you can link to your phone yeah and you can record bluetooth. it's bluetooth you can record the actual heart rhythm and, and what you're hearing and then play it back for your your person. Well, I sent that to her. So I was sitting there the other day uh, playing with the baby, and she's watching Hulu. And what freaking ad comes on of course. was the one for that stethoscope. Oh, wow. So I guess they're more targeted in that respect, but I don't think YouTube TV is. I think they're still pretty general. Yeah. Maybe they are. I don't know. But I'm just like, why do I see all these drug commercials? Like, it's silly. Maybe, like, maybe they're telling you you need drugs. Like, do they? does that really work? Is, like, there a high conversion rate of these drug commercials to them actually, like, go, somebody going to the doctor and saying, I want this drug? Like, I I, have you ever done that? I I've bet. never done okay, that. Okay, so. I've seen a commercial for now, this. I think I need it. Now, I will, I will put it. I play some stupid games on the phone just to kill time or wind down or whatever. And some of the games that I play have, you know, a, a, an ad for another yeah. game. Yeah. And about after the 195th time of seeing that ad, you're like, okay, and you download that game and you play it for a little bit and then you delete that game. But it it does wear on you and kind of steer uh, you. I No, I, I, I don't disagree with that. But it's just if if the YouTube TV ads are targeted – they're way off <laughs> for, well, for me. <laughs> for maybe, maybe you answered a question you're wrong or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they're as targeted for the YouTube TV app as they are for like normal YouTube platforms and stuff. So I don't know. Mm. From cleantechnica.com, we have an article talking about how Tesla now makes more money uh, than GM and Ford. And they go into, I mean, there's not a ton of detail in here, but um, they do talk about how, and it's it's mostly about uh, profit. So it says, you know, Tesla's now making more money than General Motors and Ford. A recent article in the street highlighted this achievement. The article commented that although everyone knows the path forward is electrification, 
other than Tesla, it's still difficult to predict which car makers will be the winners. They're all coming, but you know Tesla's way out ahead in in that game so far. Um, but as we wait for the answer, Tesla continues to break ground and also, according to this, set records. And it says, for the longest time, GM and Ford have been the kings of the industry. However, that is no longer true. Yes, they still sell more vehicles than Tesla and rake in more revenue than Tesla, but they no longer make more in profits. That's crazy. And this is only looking at Q1 of 2022. So we're only talking about one quarter. So this is not, this could change next quarter. Do you ever get on LinkedIn and look at the jobs? I mean, yeah, I see stuff uh, occasionally. So I've looked at a couple Tesla jobs on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Like for the service center and stuff? Yeah. So I've been getting like tailored ads for me. There are thousands of jobs for Gigafactory. Like thousands in Texas? In Texas, yeah. Just listing after listing after listing really? for Texas, yes. Huh. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I guess they're building out their infrastructure there, you know. I mean, it makes sense, but. I mean, they're only, didn't they say they're only using a quarter of that building right yeah. now? And that's for wow. the Model Y. And then they're going to have uh, part of it for the, the semi. Mm-hmm. And then part of it for, for the Cybertruck. The Cybertruck. And then. Potentially the roadster. Whatever. Whatever other model they decide to, to make there. Could be the roaster, it could be the model two or but look at what they're doing now and wait till that whole place is up in full swing. Yeah. Because they're already talking about expanding that. They they have yeah, they have room to expand it, yeah. Already. And that's already like one of isn't that one of the biggest building manufacturing buildings or the biggest manufacturing building in the And US? then I saw something, I don't know what it was or if it was anything, but I guess they're going to build a super tall uh, skyscraper there that's going to be the biggest building in the world. As part of SpaceX or Tesla? As Tesla. What? Okay. I don't know. I've not seen that yet. I I don't know if I sent it out or not. Why didn't you share that? I don't know. I was probably drunk. (laughs) So it says that, uh, and again, this is Q1 2022, Tesla reported $3.31 billion in net profit, which is a six. 158% 158% jump from Q1 of 2021, so just a year ago, uh, when they had earned $438 million in net profit. So they went from $438 million in net profit to $3.31 billion in one year. But, that was billion with a B. But B. Y'all, if you look at infrastructure-wise, yeah, like what we, came we, online during that time? Berlin and Shanghai. But I the mean, gig, the Gigapress. And the Gigapress. Right. So, I mean, yeah. there's a lot that goes into them making that big a jump in profit. But Yeah, if there's any doubt on the trajectory of, to, uh, of Tesla at this point, you're who, just living under a rock. Like, whether is, you hate them or not, they are going to be the biggest car manufacturer for a while. Who was that guy that was trying to short sell the stock there's been tons on of Tesla? There's been no, t- we covered Bill it. Gates has been trying. But Bill covered, Gates has a short in Tesla. But we, we covered... We covered an article. It was the same guy that uh, from the movie. Um, what's his name? Remember the doctor? I know. I I can't think of the who big it, short. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the big the, short. The guy that ran that that hedge fund. Okay. Who shorted all of the um, the mortgage uh, backed securities market? Also had a big short in Tesla. I bet he's kicking his butt right now. I mean, that's the, that's the game, right? You're you're t- like. 
I don't know if you guys seen, um, you know, Lordstown finalized the sale of the the property to Foxconn. And then the day after, or maybe even the same day, Foxconn announced their partnership with another EV manufacturer to make a different EV in that location. Oh my so God. Lordstown's done. Lordstown that's is so sad. Gone. And that's and that, and that's what we're going to keep seeing is all these little startups that just disappear. But you know, if if we were to know what we knew about Tesla today ten years ago, if anybody did. I would have I would have bought up all that stock. I mean. Yeah. So it says in the same time period, GM recorded a net profit of two point nine three billion. So not too far off, uh, but it, that is down from three percent of last year, um, and it's also three. So it's three hundred and eighty million difference between Tesla and GM. But this is the first time this has happened. Um, unfortunately for Ford, which is more or less focused on attacking Tesla publicly. <laughs> um, the company has gone into the red. The street noted that CEO Jim Farley announced a net loss of $3.1 billion from January to March 2022. And and the chip shortage really screwed them I'm sure, that. yeah. Because how many pictures did we see of all those, all those Ford F-150s. F-150s or 250s or yeah, 350s yep. sitting in lots that they just didn't have the stuff to do with? You know, I mean, yeah. and, and that kind of... But this is also saying a lot of that loss is due to that investment in Rivian. Yeah, true. So yeah, that's what. So um, for the Ford specifically, it says net loss of three point one billion. Three point one billion. Um, they had a net profit of two point three billion. However, uh, they noted that the these losses were due to its investment in Rivian. So it was not a normal quarter or a harbinger of Ford's future finances. That's why I said at the beginning, like this was one quarter. So in, until we see this a pattern, which you know I think we could, especially for the rest of this year, because yeah. everybody else is playing catch up, then you know this is this is you know it's not like a proven pattern yet, but it could be, and I think it will be. Um, I think the 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 more the what I found more interesting than than the uh, the profit was the amount of money that Tesla spends on R and D versus those other two, so. As we all know, Tesla doesn't do advertising. Like almost every other auto manufacturer, at least to date, you know, some of the EV other EV manufacturers haven't like kicked up. But we've seen like Faraday, we've seen Rivian, like they're advertising. But Tesla, they don't have an advertising budget. They don't spend money on advertising. And they've written, you know, says that they've written about this before, of course. But it says in a recent study, uh, Ford spent. Eleven hundred and eighty-six dollars on research and development per car. GM spent about eight hundred and seventy-eight dollars per car. Tesla spent twenty-nine hundred and eighty-four dollars per car for R and D. Tesla also did the impossible during this year's Super Bowl game. Although a few, although a few competitors took out ads to take shots at Elon Musk and Tesla, Tesla didn't pay for any Super Bowl ads. Yet, on Super Bowl Sunday weekend, Tesla had a huge jump in sales. And sales skyrocketed between the 12th and the 14th of February. 13th was game day. So even though they, they didn't pay any advertising, because other companies were advertising in that same category, it increased their, their uh, traffic as well, which is crazy. Yeah, right? but when, when, you, when you think of EV, you think Tesla because they are yeah. the staple... They just, they've been, they've been, they've been 
They're d- established. Right. Because they were one of the first. I mean, yeah, what GM had the EV1. Yeah, that was but 15 that was, years yeah. ago, 12, 15 years ago. But they've been a constant for the last 10 plus years. Yep. And well, probably the last three and a half that they've actually been, de- right. you know, ever since they actually started delivering the Model 3. It's been about three and a half years. Because really the S and the X didn't really make them any money. They, they they lost money up until three years ago. I mean, actually, wasn't the first quarter of last year the first profitable quarter they had, I think? I'm pretty sure. I think they lost money up until last year, every quarter. But I that goes back to the infrastructure, them building out all those plants. That yes. takes a lot of capital yep. to get those different facilities going up. And now that now, they're humming. Yeah, now that they're done, <laughs> they're just making money left and And they're right. just going to continue. Now it's all about batteries. They've yeah. got to make sure that they can get the, the batteries that they need to keep increasing the production volume. That's why they're building their own battery factories and working with Panasonic and everybody else to try to – and they're trying to make the batteries cheaper to make, less materials, <clears throat> easier to re- mine materials. Like I think I've seen – I don't know if you guys seen it – Maybe one of you guys even shared it, but there's a possibility Elon said they could buy a mining company, hmm. their own mining company, just to get so they could. Is that going to be under the boring company? No, I don't know. That would be <laughs> that would make sense, right? Um, so it says that uh, um, Tesla has become the most profitable American automaker despite delivering fewer vehicles than uh, Ford and GM, which is pretty striking, right? I mean, that just goes to show you that their manufacturing process is working because they're doing it cheaper than everybody else. So the money they're making per vehicle is way more than Ford and GM. Yeah. Um, and it says during their Q1 earning, earnings call, Elon said uh, he was excited for the future. He also added the company is growing rapidly every year and that he expects it to exceed 50% annual growth, growth for the next several years. That's crazy. Yeah. None of the other car manufacturers are going to be able to say that. But what's, I think since this article was released, Elon's now said, you know what? We might be just stopping all orders. I think because they can't keep up with the demand. They know they're not going to be able to deliver because people just, yeah. That's insane. Uh, No, you can't, you just can't order a car now. That's true. It'd be interesting to see how this plays out, but hopefully we start seeing. I mean, we we just started seeing F one fifty Lightning deliveries. We've yep. had the Maki in limited quantities. Rivian, um, Rivian just started delivering, but like, all the Kia, the Hondas. Yeah, so they're starting to be I think that's gonna right. that's gonna help because a lot of people aren't gonna wait a year to get a Tesla if they no. can get. But a lot of those but, other ones are six to months to twelve months too. If you get but, on, even if you get on the waiting list right now, I I actually went to uh, Kia's website to build out the ev6 the, the ev6 no you didn't yes i did no yeah but it's yes i did probably ain't able to get Darren. it for and it months. said it said oh we have your exact one at this dealership which is 10 miles away from you and it says waiting for delivery it's like well when the hell is it gonna be delivered you know what i mean yeah, but what's sad is the price of it i could buy a tesla model y for what mm-hmm. yeah for a hyundai yeah Oh the no, EV? for the Kia, for the, the Kia, Kia. Oh, the, EV6, the Kia the EV6. that that I built out, yes, like eighty grand. 
Uh, it was sixty six. What? Yeah. I had no idea they were that expensive. Well, it was. I mean, it was loaded. It yeah, had every, if you get the highest, if you get everything with the extended <laughs> range, and you know, it's just like everything. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's another thing too. Is like until the demand starts coming down, there's no reason for them to drop prices. Yeah. Well, there's not, no reason for them to make a cheaper model if they have this kind of demand for but the until, future. But they won't. They won't or cannot drop prices until the battery True. drops prices. That is the yeah. whole cost driven behind the the high price of yeah. EVs. But they're also until the demand decreases a little bit, there's no reason for them to introduce a twenty five thousand dollar model that they're gonna make less money per car on. Right. When they know that for the next two or three years they can sell or if Ys they, and threes at a huge profit margin. Or if they yeah. know that people can sell used that too. Teslas yeah. for almost the same price as a new one. <laughs> or more. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I can get more. I can get about eight grand more than I paid for mine right now if I sold it. Yeah. I mean, and. and. But I think that's, as the chip shortage improves, that's going to go away. Yeah. I mean, well, we saw it just like with the video cards we just covered. Yeah. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. Ho- house prices, car prices, they're, it's, it's, they're coming. They're going to come back now. It's not going to be a forever thing. From cleantechnica.com. Uh, this is the second one from them, right? Um, the Ford F-150 Lightning Home Integration System is going to be priced at $3,895, so $3,895. So if you buy a Ford F-150 Lightning, or I'm sure other vehicles will use it, be able to use this in the future too. I don't know. They didn't say anything about the Mach-E, I don't think, but same battery. It's the same battery system, right? But if you want to be able to power your home, off of that battery pack when there's a power outage or peak demand or to offset your bill. Just to be clear, it has to be the extended range one. That's right. It has to be the, the extended range battery. Maybe that's why the Mach-E doesn't have it. Good point. Because the higher killer what hour pack? Um, gotcha. So in order to be able to backfeed from the battery pack to your home, you've got to buy this home integration system, which it's the inverter... I think it has um, the transfer switch. The transfer switch. To, to, yeah. But then it also shows, like on this picture, it shows these solar panels. So I guess it didn't really say much about that, but I guess you could integrate it into a solar system as well so that it could, I mean, because that's what Tesla does. I mean, they just don't let you backfeed the battery from your car into that system yet because the battery pack in a Tesla <clears throat> is what, like six power walls? I think that's what we. It's like we five to five because I think it's like. I thought a Powerwall was seven kilowatts. I think the new ones were more than that, weren't uh, they? Didn't we oh. look at like twelve and a half or something? I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's only seven usable or it's something. Well, it's just even if they were ten, that's yeah. You would still need what eight eight of them at least for my, my which car. is which is crazy. Yeah. Um. But if you order an F one hundred and fifty Lightning and you get the higher end battery pack. I guess one of the options is you can add on the the uh, lightning the home integration system. Thirteen point five right now is the higher end one. Is the Tesla the newer one? Okay, and it's uh, seven point six kilowatts continuous. Or maybe that's what I'm oh, sorry. It's seven point six kilowatts, but only five point eight kilowatts continuous. Continuous. Okay, but the storage is thirteen. Thirteen point five. Yes. So you're still going to need six or seven of those to be equivalent to uh, a car. A car, hmm. yeah. 
Um, yeah, so it says the home integration system that allows an F-150 Lightning to serve as the backup power source has been priced, which we, that's what we were just talking about. Um, the, the benefit is that you'll be able to power your house during a blackout, but in order to use it, you have to have some planning. You have to have installation of additional equipment. Um, you can't just simply park it, plug it in, and it's just going to work, right? It's just not how that <laughs> that happens. Um, but at least they have this option. No one else has this option right now. Um, and they're partnering with Sunrun, uh, who will install the home integration system needed to take advantage of the vehicle-to-home capability. Um, of course, that price is just for the parts, the equipment. It's not installation. And... Uh, I think it says later into this article the insulation could be two to three times. Could be yes, depending on how far Ooh, they have, how where your panel is, yeah, how far they have to run. If they've got to run new lines, you might have to upgrade your service. But here's 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 what I didn't like about this, and it it talked about it somewhere in the article, and it, it goes along with the, um, you know, who still has a forty amp service in their house mm. yeah it's, well, but but then it's but said, even most newer construction is only is most most of them are 200, 200 amp. Right? but why did it say it had to be a 400 amp service i don't think it said it had to be it said if you have scroll down a little bit it says a 40 amp service from 100 years ago yep but newer homes with 400 amp services we don't see that around here we well don't, it says if you live in a home that has a 40 amp service from 100 years ago your cost will be higher than if someone has a newer home with a 400-amp service. Yeah, but who puts in a 400-amp? <laughs> Maybe I, these big-ass golf. I don't know. I don't know. You'd have the, to have a the, the pretty big house. The last house need, I wired. Because you would need you, – you can't even get a 400-amp. Yeah, you can. Or can you? you well, have it's, have two, two, it's two 200-amp. Two so you need a 400-amp switch, switch box. <sighs> so it's a 400-amp meter base with a, a service disconnect, 400-amp service disconnect. That goes to two 200 amp panels. Good lord! Which the last house I wired, I did that way did because because it was just so because, large. No, because he wanted power in every room. Gotcha. He didn't want that. And dedicated. If, if one light goes out in one room, it goes out in in four the other whole, rooms. The whole floor, right? So <laughs> yeah. each room, each room had its own dedicated lighting, and three or four dedicated outlets off one circuit. Yeah, that, I mean that if if I yeah, build I mean, another that's the way to go. if I build another house that yeah everything's gonna yeah be like the weirdest that. the weirdest thing was there was a switch in the master bedroom and I understood why he wanted to do this because his wife worked nights all this switch did in the master bedroom is disconnect the power to the doorbell so that if somebody ring it it wouldn't wake it wouldn't her wake up. her up yeah. that makes sense. Mm. But, you know, who's going to know if he ever sold it? It's like, you know, you have that one <laughs> switch in your house that you don't know what the hell it does. Mm. But I just, I don't see, I mean, like my house, I'd like to put a 300 amp service in, mm -hmm. like dual 150s, yeah. because I, I have, and I've talked about this before, you know, I have a, a, a panel down at my barn. Right. And I have a sub panel at my, in my addition. Right. And then I have a sub-panel right next to my main panel to run my basement. Yep. But I just, I don't, I, 
I don't see most normal homes needing a 400 amp service. And yeah. is that going to be the requirement? I'd say on average, most houses probably have a hundred amp, right? 80 to a hundred. Most houses probably have at least a 150 or 200. I don't know. What did my own house have? We put in a... We didn't change the panel. I think I had a 100 amp panel. I thought we changed... No, we, we you, talked about... We put, in, we put in a 20 amp breaker, right. two 20 amp circuits for the basement, but I we, had a 100 amp panel. We talked about or upgrading was it 150? No, I, I think, think it was, it was only 100. 100 amp. Yeah. But we talked about upgrading yeah, I, I could have never, never put a charger in at that house without upgrading it to a 200 amp. So it says the system will consist of an inverter, a transfer switch, and a small battery to power the system temporarily when the main power goes out, which I guess you need to have that because it can't switch over, right, unless it has uh, the ability to, to have its own power. Um, and it says, according to Auto Evolution, the home integration system automatically disconnects the house electrical system from the utility line and switches over to Ford Intelligent Backup Power when the grid goes down. Well, that's your transfer switch. Yep. And in the future, it will also be able to power the house from the truck's battery when electricity rates are higher, potentially saving money and easing pressure on the grid. That's kind of, that's what the power wall, like even if you don't have solar and you have a power wall, mm -hmm. it can build energy. It can store energy when it's cheap and then Use distribute it when it's at higher. the highest. Like we, we have a flat rate here, so it doesn't really benefit us because we get one flat rate all the time. But in California and other countries where yeah, peak they have and off peak. peak and off peak, yeah, that can make mm. a big deal. Yeah. Um, but it does say customers who order the 150 Lightning with the extended battery range are the ones that will have this option. Uh, that option will automatically include the charger as well as Ford's intelligent backup power system. Customers who order their truck with a standard range battery will need to purchase the 80-amp Ford Charge Station Pro from their dealer, which costs $1,310. 80 amp charger. What? Dang. So most people that are going to have to do this aren't going to be able to support it. No, they're going to have if to. If you have a 100 it. amp panel, you, or even a 200 amp panel, most 200 amp panels are probably already using, what, 150? Where are you going to put an 80 amp circuit? You're, you're in? not. You're going to have to you're going to have to upgrade. So what that's a good 3 to $5,000 for your upgrade. Ooh. That's crazy. Mm. Well, hopefully new home builders and things like that are taking this in consideration when they start building these houses because Yeah, but I mean when you get up into to the 3 400 amp stuff it's not cheap i mean but if you're building a new house you yeah. know if i was ever to build a new house i would spec out a 400 amp panel yeah or well a 400 amp system with dual 200s or yeah. or even bigger but because if you i mean you have two i mean i could potentially have I mean, me and my son share the charger because you know it's we don't ever need to charge at the same time but if we if my daughter gets an electric car, if April gets like if we have potentially four electric cars, then you're gonna need two chargers. Mm -hmm. And then my mower is electric. All so, your other batteries for Yeah, it's like and that uh my mower, um, you know, it has that external battery charger that came with it. Uh, it's a it's fifteen amp. Which if you're plugging that into a twenty um it's plugged into a twenty amp circuit, but, yeah, but I can't use anything else right. while that's on there. Because well wow. you could Without you can if you can if something's like one amp more yeah but if I tried to put something 
if I tried to put a my miter saw or something on no. there, it ain't gonna. It's gonna <laughs> no, trip. You're gonna, you're gonna trip. Mm. So I mean, that's just like that power washer that me and you've been looking at. It requires a dedicated twenty amp circuit yeah. to run it. I mean, it, that's what they recommend. But yeah. Um, and it says Sunrun makes it clear that the cost of insulation may vary, perhaps considerably. So, like we talked about, if you live in a house that has a forty amp service that's a hundred years old versus a newer house that might have a four hundred amp service, yes, it's going to vary depending on that. Uh, where the equipment is located, the distance between the entry panel and the charger will also be a factor. Trenching through concrete sidewalks or driveways is going to be expensive. Breaching foundation walls to run new circuits, like if your panel's on one side of the house and the charger and everything else needs to be on the other, like it's. Yeah, you're you're lucky. Copper's not cheap right now. Yeah, <laughs> you're, luck, you're lucky where your stuff is set up to where you could just pop it out and go. Yeah, I was very lucky because my panel's already in the garage, and I could just go right above it and run some uh, conduit. Um, but yeah, but that's that's not the original location my panel was going to be in. It was really it, the original location was going to be right here. Right. Oh wow. And I'm like, can you put it in the garage? And he was like, yeah, because imagine if my, I mean, not that it would have been a big deal. I could have covered it or something but i we would have never been able to build this wall if the panel was behind mm-hmm. there mm. Um, well you the, could well right, you would you would ha- we have to cut to an tone, access right. we'd have to cut an access or something but not ideal um which if you go to the house next door the, that's where the panel is it's on the one wall in the basement so wow. i'm just i'm glad mine's in the garage um it, and it says the uh you know the 38 $195 is for openers, right? Doesn't include installation. So uh, it says the, um, it turns out even though the gener- generator itself may be affordable, pouring a concrete pad for it to sit on, installing the same, oh, this is was talking about, they, they compared it to getting a backup, whole house backup generator, um, which the generator is, not, is about, you know, that's the cheaper part of it or it could yeah, be. Yeah, but here here's something else that they didn't really even cover in this. You have natural gas available right. here. Not everybody does. Not everybody does. Like, I yeah. was looking before my uh, energy supplier changed how they fed. We used to have outages all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, knock on wood, we haven't had one in a long, long yeah. time. Do they make propane? They have propane, but That's think about this. That generator has to run at least one hour Every month, right? Every every month, just to test itself, and it has to be ma- maintained. And it has to I be mean, maintained. There's an engine in that thing. Right. It has to be. So so, yeah. you add on those costs. Yeah. But honestly, just having to deal with when it. when was the last time your power was out here? For more than like a like a minute or right. two, right? Uh, like the first year we here we were here, it went out a couple of times for a couple of hours. And then maybe once since then, but it's like because somebody hit something or right. whatever. But it's a you know so, maybe once a year. So it goes out for an hour. This is a cool idea. Yeah, but really I don't needed? I don't see that it's very. I don't see a lot of people joining in yeah. to get oh, yeah. this well, option. I think the 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 peak demand thing is a more like because we've talked about this before too. If you have a neighborhood. Let's say every other house has an electric vehicle, which we could definitely have in the right. next five to ten years. Uh, you're going to have a problem. Like that grid cannot support that. No, and we've so talked about this you, many times on here that the infrastructure is not 
the power grid in infrastructure no. is built for the fifties. Yeah. It's not built for what we have now. Yeah, it's not. It's just not going to be able to. It's gonna. It's gonna take a lot of investment. Um, yeah. So it says, you know, if you were to get a comparable system for a whole house backup generator, uh, you know, the generator itself might not be too bad, but then you got to pour a concrete pad for it to sit on. Installing the, you also have to put an inverter transfer switch. Um, but with labor and everything else. <laughs> You're still looking at between twelve and fifteen thousand dollars. So, that's, that's this isn't. Th and I think what they're what they're saying is, for what you're getting, now granted the the fourth almost four thousand dollars, you you're probably gonna have to pay another four to eight thousand. Yeah. So you're gonna it's gonna be a, it's comparable. Yeah. But it's all electric, and you've already got the generator in your car. <laughs> It, as long as it's charged when that power grid goes yeah. down, because if it's not, then or you could be yeah, like, you're screwed. I mean, how often do you charge, Matt? We've talked about this. <laughs> when I get to thirty percent, so that could be like every three or four okay. days. Yeah. So what happens when we have Ike <clears throat> that rolls through again? I don't, I don't have my, but I can't connect my car. Oh, that's right, to my house. Yeah, but neither can if, Joe. If you let your car get down to a low state of charge. And then you happen to have a power outage that you weren't expecting, which most of them are. Right. You may not have the power to run something for very long, depending right. on if your car's not. So like I usually, if mine is below sixty, I usually charge it. But I don't drive every day like you either, so I still only charge maybe once or twice a week. But, but I can go to Home Depot, Menards, Lowe's, any big box store. I'm probably even Walmart or Sam's Club or Costco, and I can spend five hundred dollars and get me a generator that True. will power my refrigerator. Essential stuff. It would probably run my geothermal, and you know, run some lights and a little yeah. bit of other stuff. Now you still have to gas put and gas and keep stable in there, and the have, have to have to you have to hook it up so it can. Hook into your panel, and you have to manually turn it off. But You're still going to need some of this equipment potentially, right? But once again, how often does your power go out? Man, but it would be so nice once when that happens. It just it would be no. so nice that that was available. Yeah. But I mean, just to be fair, I mean, even if you got power walls in a solar system, or even just power walls, you still got to get the inverter, the switch. You got to have the somebody install it. It's mm -hmm. not cheap. Yeah. No, I think. What did we say? One 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 of those power walls is like fifteen thousand. Uh, I think so. For one of the thirteen point five, if you could get one, right. if you can get one, right? And you need at least a couple, maybe three or four, depending on the size of your house. So now you're t then if you add solar onto that, I mean, unless you got some kind of incentives or something in your state, I mean, you're talking big bucks. Yeah. Yes. Huge investment. I think it's a step in the right direction. Hopefully more manufacturers follow that. Hopefully Tesla offers something like that at some point in the future because they already have everything else. Right. They've got the power walls. They've got the solar. They've got they, their own inverters and stuff now. They're switching. Like, a, didn't, they, didn't they come up with a new inverter that had the switching built into yeah. it and everything? So And see, but, but also I think it said somewhere in that article that it would switch automatically, but it wouldn't switch back. No, I don't remember seeing that. I think I remember seeing something in that yeah. article where it said it would switch one way, but not, but gotcha. not the other way, which is because it's probably safer to for having you manually switch it right, in the event yeah. of the power comes back on. Right. Yeah, 
Because if the power comes back on, it's already disconnected in that transfer switch and won't let double power and then blow up everything in your house. And you're like, what the (laughs) Duke Energy or whoever your your electric supplier is, you know? Yeah. Hopefully, once we get some people that get this, they can show us, like, what it looks like through the app and stuff. Because we've seen – there's a bunch of examples out there. The people that have Teslas and power walls and solar roofs or, or just solar panels – the app tracks it all, and you can see when you're pulling from the grid, when you're pulling from the power walls, when you're pulling from solar, and like it tracks everything. You get all the data. Like yeah. hopefully if the Ford, the Ford app is going to do that as well. But that's yet to be seen. Hmm. From MorningBrew.com, U.S. solar industry in state of chaos during tariff probe. So there's rumored that 18 different solar projects around the country have been canceled or delayed in recent weeks because of this tariff probe. That was a just crazy article. It is. So the U.S. solar industry is a hot mess right now. According to the Solar Energy Industries Association, 318 solar projects around the country, including one in Texas, that would have powered more than 10,000 homes, uh, has been canceled or delayed in recent weeks. That's more than one-third of the U.S.'s utility-scale solar development pipeline. And it's all because of one company <laughs> – So in March, a small solar panel manufacturer in San Jose called Auxion, A-U-X-I-N, Auxin Solar, asked the Commerce Department to launch an investigation into whether Chinese solar products were being illegally funneled through other Asian countries on their way to the U.S. Illegally because in 2012, the Obama administration put tariffs on Chinese solar panels in an attempt to help domestic manufacturers like Auxin compete with products that have been heavily subsidized by Beijing. Uh, In response to the petition, the Commerce Department began investigating allegations that China was skirting tariffs, but due to the threat of steep retroactive tariffs, that probe has driven up prices for solar parts and effectively frozen all imports of panels and components from those Asian countries, so Cambodia, Malaysia, Thailand, and Vietnam. And receiving no imports from those countries is a big problem because 82% of the most popular solar modules in the U.S. come from there. That's that is such <laughs> like when I read that, that's like, crazy. Really, 82%? Yes, that's um, nuts. And it all comes down to child labor laws. Yeah, and 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 restrictions that they don't have that we do. Yeah, like. Mm. Uh, working conditions, working conditions, economical, you know, supply chain, supply chain, yeah. I mean, they can undercut everything. Yeah, which so this this uh, this company in the U.S. is butthurt that they're not getting the sales because of the undercut. Yeah, they they think that their their products may be they're they're being hampered because they're bypassing these tariffs that would otherwise make it more competitive. Which it seems like this could be true because there's been a delay because of it. Mm-hmm. The problem is because while they're investigating it, they just they shut it off, which seems silly to me. Like let it continue while you're investigating it, so it doesn't cause this kind of problems. Right. So everybody's mad at Oxen or Axen or however you say their mm-hmm. their name, um, and of course the government. Um, renewable leaders are flabbergasted that the solar development has been put on ice at a time when the U.S. needs more ramping up of clean energy production to meet the climate targets. 
Uh, amid mounting pressure on the Biden administration to step in, Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo acknowledged the frustration but said her hands are tied at the, stutter, at the federal level, requiring the department to investigate claims of tariff, tariff avoidance. I Again, I agree the, the uh, issue to investigate, but stopping everything while you do it, I don't know. Um, Axon, for its part, says an investigation into potential Chinese means misbehavior is complicated, is completely justified. We don't have a business if we don't do something about this, said CEO Mamoun uh, Rashid, who told the Washington Post, among that, he is surprised to be deemed a villain in this story, a phantom menace, according to one clean power, power blogger. Uh, so the big picture, the, the Biden administration is having a tough time squaring the industry-wide freeze with its goal of having the cost of solar electricity by 2030. And even if the investigation ultimately finds no wrongdoing, uh, the industry experts say the current uncertainty has already created long-lasting damage, as, as we're seeing for these projects mm -hmm. being halted or canceled. So, so go ahead. My little knowledge of, like, huge capital projects like this. So locally, we have a huge solar project east of Cincinnati. It's supposed to be really, really big. Like, you know, we were super proud of it in Cincinnati to have this happen. And it, we don't know for sure, but potentially that project is put on hold because of this. I can't imagine there's like that many projects going on in the U.S. You know, so that, that, that sure we wouldn't be involved. Sizes, yeah. But when you have like so much money allocated for a project, and the project's not getting done, from my understanding, like in the hospital setting, that money just you're lost. Like you lose yeah, it. You lose now. It. You can't continue on that project nope. because the money was allocated for this fiscal year. And yeah. oh, oh well, we didn't get to use it. What? Why not? Mm -hmm. So I'm afraid a lot of these are not going to get carried out. We'll, we'll we will never see that huge solar farm east of Cincinnati. Where was you know, where was I? I must have missed. What you're talking about because i have yeah been, i think you shared uh, it it's been it a couple was, months yeah it's been a while ago okay but yeah it was so there are talks because not hillard but. uh there's a farm in the outskirts of monroe okay that the children took over the farm and there's a guy that that has been farming it for 40 plus years but like Three quarters of that farm was going to be turned into a giant solar solar field. Oh wow! Well, and then we also talked about too that um, what was it? A um, bunch of the old coal mines. They were gonna yeah the oh, yeah, the turned. abandoned coal mines were gonna they were gonna turn them into solar farms yep. because mm. there really wasn't anything else they could do with the land. Right, and you know. It's one of those things that it's like, yeah, it sucks that you can't get your solar panels because of this. But like like Joe said, why stop the import-export? Let it keep happening while you do your investigation so you don't, you know, cut everybody's throat on all these projects. I mean, because that's a lot of solar projects that just went out the window. Yeah. You know, and it's it's that government mentality either, you know, and I see it even on the, the city level that we're at. It's like, yeah, you get this much money, and if you don't use it, 
you lose it. And, yeah. and, and I don't understand that because yeah, it was allocated for so-and-so, but why can't we reinvest that into another energy saving project or. I, you know, I don't get it either. I really don't. I mean, the, to me, the bigger problem, the overarching issue is that we're relying on 80% of our solar panels coming from outside the U.S. But it's the same thing with... It's with, with chips and with everything When we had else, COVID, yeah. Yeah. The, all the medicine, yeah, the whole sure. medicine thing. I mean, everything we're... Look. Well, the problem is, is like, because we rely so heavily on outside uh, importation of those solar panels, and 80%, all of those projects that were scheduled, they can't get the the supplies in the in the product to or the, install or them. the price that they need or at. the price they needed at. So that's what that's what the issue is. And to me, the way you fix that is you invest in companies that are producing solar in the U.S. But as we know, with the you, chip shortage, it takes years to get that manufactured. But it's not even or that. can you even compete on price? Exactly, because I mean, and I've said this before on here. I used to make vapes. Yeah. That that I could not compete with them. compete. I bought from China because for me to have it built here was like $35 a box. For me to do it in China was $17.50. That's a huge profit margin. What are all these companies going to do? I'll go overseas because it's easier. It's cheaper, and it's the same product. Yeah. Mm. And I don't want, I didn't want to deal with China when I was buying stuff, but what what are you supposed to do? You're looking at that bottom end of profit margin. Yeah. I think that the, what, the, what they should do, again, I don't know anything about this, but like don't stop the importation of those if stuff's already scheduled they're they're waiting on that stuff the the product to come in do the investigation but let it continue while you're doing the investigation and then if the investigation finds wrongdoing you you back charge them for the tariffs how many jobs has this canceled because there's 318 projects. Well, how many people are working on each oh, of those projects? Yeah. Local people in we the U.S. Yeah, and now you've taken their job away. Yeah, we don't know. Um, so, <laughs> a lot. I I don't know if you follow. <laughs> Let the products continue to come in while the investigation is ongoing. That's the but, easiest solution. Yeah. But we're supposed to have a lot of our uh, facilities that we take care of. They're supposed to have solar fields now. There's a project in the works of doing solar for each different places, and I don't, I don't know where they're getting the panels. I don't know much more about it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if this would kill those deals too. I don't know, because I mean, Tesla hasn't really stepped up their manufacturing yet, and where were those even being manufactured at? We don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if those are in the U.S. or not. Ho- hopefully they get it worked out soon so that they uh, limit the uh, impact of this. Yeah. Because we, we need those installations to continue. Yeah. I mean, because renewable energy is the future, and until that happens, I mean, like I ordered something the other day, and it 
stated on there what it was a zero emissions. Oh, really? The carbon neutral thing? Carbon neutral yeah. uh, shipping. Yeah. I was like, well, that's the first time I've ever seen something like that. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I was like, yeah, that, that interests me because, you know, you don't see that every day. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully they get it worked out. Last up for episode 45 from WCCF Tech. You guys remember what I mean? No. We just looked at it. <laughs> no, I don't. Forget already? Do you forget already, Matt? <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger anticipated the end of the chip shortages, anticipates the end of the chip shortages by 2024. So there's been a lot of announcements. We've covered some of them about Intel's investment here in Ohio. They're going to build uh, new manufacturing fab fabrication plants. Uh, and and I think they're looking at other locations as well. But CNBC recently sat down with Pat, and the topic of continuing chip shortage has plagued the industry for several years since the pandemic. He uh, assured that his company is better prepared than others during the consistent chip shortage. Um, he said that... Uh, as well as other noted CEOs such as Dr. Lisa Su and uh, Jensen Hong of AMD and NVIDIA have estimated when the, the shortages will end. Initially, the three companies anticipated the deficit would be over later this year in 2022. However, with resources being sparse and other pit stops during this time, they have changed to now Gelsinger is quoted as stating that 2024 will be the year the chip shortage will end. Uh, the drawback of the current Shortage situation is not a lack of materials, but equipment used to manufacture the chips. This new development drives Gelsinger to change his current thoughts on the shortages. Uh, to quote, he says, the, that's part of the reason that we believe the overall all semiconductor shortage will now drift into 2024 from our early estimates, estimates of 2023. Just because the shortages have have now hit equipment and some other and some of those factory ramps will be more challenging. So I think we talked about it takes two years to build a fabrication yes. facility. So even if they start today, which even if they started earlier this year, which they just announced it, so there's no way they probably haven't even broke ground yet. Maybe not until the summer. You're looking at 2024 <coughs> before those plants come online and they actually start making chips. Right. And then you got to do all the backhaul and catch up on everything. And it's just, it's very frustrating because, I mean, even, you know, I'm I'm wanting to re-equip some of my cameras at my house and I'm, I can't buy the, I can't buy the cameras I want because they have so much limited on how many you can buy. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean the chip shortages are everywhere. Until this until this gets cleared up. I mean, you know, and like like we talked about earlier, you know, we're starting to see, you know, GPUs, GPUs come down in price and, and actually start being on the shelves again. And, you know, we talked about Ford and all these other places, and it's just it's just mind blowing that this one little tiny project is just bottlenecking yeah. the whole yeah. world. Well, it's just because, like we talked about before, everything's got a chip in it. You know, your doorbell or or ten chips your, or yeah, 
that's the thing, especially with vehicles. Like, there's way more than mm-hmm. there's dozens of uh, yeah, it processors. Ain't, it ain't the old back days where you have a, you know, just not nothing in there, and it's all electronic, not chip based. Yep. So I mean, and especially with all these EVs trying to come online, and they're given all these dates. It's like, how are you going to do this through this chip shortage? And I think even more importantly, the chip shortage is one thing, but there's going to be a battery shortage. I think we're going to we're going to be talking about the same type of thing with batteries probably the end of this year, early next year, because mm-hmm. we're we're going to hit the same the same issues. Um, uh, Intel has been quoted on several occasions about the company's foundry plans. Gelsinger and Intel have created new fabrication factories in the United States. Well, they're not created yet. I mean, they've announced them and researched potential recent recent locations for their factories and services worldwide to assist in manufacturing fresh chips and discoveries. Intel has placed itself in a better position with these strategies than other companies as long as components and capacities from third-party partners continue to increase. Um, We feel like we're better positioned than most. The combination of our internal capacity as well as our leverage of foundries, we're just better positioned, and that's part of the structural advantage that Intel has, says Pat. I, I mean, Intel's huge. Of course they're going to have... Right. I mean, if if you went to someone, a supplier, as Intel versus AMD and NVIDIA, uh, Intel and NVIDIA are probably closer, I think, but, in, in, you know, they're not the same type of fabrications. Uh, NVIDIA is making different kinds of chips, um, but so similar like processes, sour I cream think. and onion? I don't know. Um, but we've yet to hear from AMD and NVIDIA about their new predictions, and that neither one of them have yet said they think this will drag out longer. But knowing Pat, and you know, he was one of the the creators of mm-hmm. the uh, the 486, um, and you know, some of the things he's he's done in other industries, like he's usually pretty on top of this stuff. So if he says 2024, I'll believe it. And yeah. Like I I I, under, I can I I agree I agree because there's so many things that need chips. But he also said 2024 as general, yeah. Not like late 2024. But I I, I would say through 20, 2024. Yeah. I mean, you still can't get Xboxes and Playstations. Yeah. GPUs are just now coming back around. Um, we still car, don't have cars and car, car lots. Car, yeah. Car, the the yeah. yeah. There's. There's nothing out there. I the, know. the Toyota dealership that I used to go to all the time before I bought my Tesla. I mean, between me, my wife, and my kids, over like a twenty-year period, we bought eleven cars from them. Mm-hmm. Their lot is ninety percent used cars, right? Right. Now. Oh I mean, yeah, easily. Like when when I just got off my lease on my Ford, probably all used. They didn't have no. They there was there was pretty much nothing on the lot, <laughs> yeah. and you know I. I said, okay, I want to buy my truck because I didn't have any other option. And then after I was done buying my truck, they were like, well, we'll give you 15 grand over what you just paid for it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but what are you going to put me what in? Am I gonna, well, what yeah. am I going to drive? What are you going to sell me? What are you going to sell me? Well, you can order something. Well, when am I going to get it? Yeah. What are you going to do we'll before, until then? We'll give you 15 grand yeah. over what you paid for it? Yes. Oh, my God. 
but what but what was my option? I mean, I guess you could have went somewhere else and tried to find something used, but still, everything yeah, everything used is so inflated right, right. now. You're going to pay 20 or 30% more. Exactly. You don't know anyone that has a car you could borrow for a few years? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure just I could. Have, just could have bought, bought a Harley. Get about a Harley for that. I love. Grand. I love. I love my truck. It's very comfortable. It rides nice. You mean it, the one with the check engine end, light on? Except for the front end, it's all yeah, shaky. And the shaky. check engine light on. <laughs> the front end is not shaky. Shaky. It's not what Joe said. I didn't say it was. Sh- I said it was. It's noisy. Making a very bad noise. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's not normal. It's a broken belt in the tire. I I'm hope so. You. I hope so. Make them fix it. I just need to put... By the end of this summer, I will have to put tires on my truck. <gasps> but I won't get that those... kills you, won't it? Because usually when you have to buy new tires, you just, just get, get a whole new, new car. Yes, but I can't do it because of the chip shortage. <laughs> the dang chip shortage Dag is not going to be chips. over until Stupid 2024. Stupid chips and salsa. <laughs> dang it. Dang it, Bobby. All right. Thanks for joining us for episode 45. Greatly appreciate it. Check out dwbshow.com for all of our social media links, including TikTok. We also uh, put highlights and stuff on there as well. Um, in the next few days, well, you, you may, you'll probably see our beer, our latest beer drop, episode 11, uh, any day now. 12. And 12. look for this. Well, we're going to from 11 to 13. Because 12 is already out there. <laughs> I know. Because I messed up the stupid sign. <laughs> and even the beer draft last time, I showed Matt what I did. I put like a number 11. That was awesome. Cool. I like what he did. <laughs> um, it was magical. Yeah, so I think uh, we're good for two weeks. 27th, I think. Yes, I think uh, so. Do another. Are you on call that weekend? Probably. So we need to do our sour. Uh, we need to do our sour episode for. Maybe we'll do that next Friday. Sour. You guys doing anything sour. next Friday? I don't know. We'll figure it out. I know I got a T-ball game. Next Friday? Yep. All right. Computer tech medic. Anyhow, anywho, thanks for turning in. Turning in? Tune in? Tune in? Tune in? Tune in, in. Tune in Tokyo? Yeah. Tune in Tokyo? You remember that? I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us. We will see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Later.